Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy Saturday, happy weekend, and happy episode 203 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. And if you are listening to this on podcast form, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes, a five-star rating, or any other ratings as you wish and as you deem to be worthy. Anyway. That was an odd introduction, but hope everyone's weekend has been going swimmingly. Uh, mine has been going pretty well. Baby Thor has been wonderful. Well, I mean, he's had his moments of, of not being able to sleep and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, 90% of the time, he's just been wonderful. It's been fantastic. Uh, I was able to see a wonderful movie today, which I'll be talking about. I was not in the original plan for the show, but I will definitely talk about it. It's actually the live video currently on the channel, and that is the new movie Mank which is, in my opinion, the best movie of 2020 and uh, possibly one of the best movies of the last few years. And it's so good that I'm trying to get Tina, who has disavowed, rightly so, Netflix, uh, to be able to watch it. And I'll find a way. Where there's a will, there is a way uh, to be able to get that to her. And also, of course, we'll be talking about the OMB Report. Still going to be plugging the new channel because it is, again, it's a new rebooted channel that I've been doing a lot of content for. And so far, the reaction has been pretty good. So I I'm very happy with that and happy that people are happy uh, with everything that's happening over there. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about The Mandalorian, which I was not able to talk about last night on Friday Night Tights because I had to go um, by the time that they would have uh, gotten around to it. Uh, but we still had some really great discussions on Friday Night Tights. And so if you indeed uh, missed Friday Night Tights last night, uh, it is live, I believe, on Nerdrotic Live or on one of his other channels. <laughs> it's still, I believe the whole show is now live there and it is fantastic. Uh, it's always a great um, it's always a great time, and I think that you will all enjoy uh, the conversations that we have. Also, um, I have an announcement to make as far as a winner is concerned, because on one of my videos, I did a Blu-ray review. I, I did an overview of, of my latest December Blu-ray collection update, and I announced that there was going to be, if you watched all the way until the end, uh, you learned of a special key code word that entered you into the contest, and then I did a random comment generator. I even posted the link as the pinned comment over there, and POC, Preserver of Culture, has won, officially, this 4K edition of Stand By Me. So, don't say I didn't ever do anything for you, but POC, I don't think you're watching this right now, but I did tag you on that post. I did comment on your post, and so hopefully you see it at some point, but please email me, POC, and uh, I'll make sure to get this one sent out to you because this is something I picked up on uh, with Black Friday deals and sales and stuff like that. So anyway, I uh, hope everyone in the chat is doing swimmingly well. We'll go ahead and say hello to everybody. And of course, at the very end, we will talk about HBO Max and the effect that the HBO Max Warner Brothers deal an announcement that their entire 2021 slate will be released onto the HBO Max service at the same time as their theaters and the impact that that will have on movie theaters going forward, specifically United States movie theaters. And we talked about that a little bit last night. But let's say hello first off to the D-Laugh fam. How is it going, D-Laugh fam? We got Mr. Peabody over there. We got Fo Nemo. What's going on, Fo Nemo? Peabody tagged me and says, you look way too rested to be a new parent. Well, that's because I have Freya, who has been a total rock during this entire process. And so um, that has been a huge benefit, I think. 
Also, I, I tend to be more of a morning person anyway. And also, he's been sleeping pretty well uh, thus far. His, his, naps are, his naps are the big challenge right now. But for the most part, he's sleeping uh, pretty good throughout the night. He, I think, slept from around 9 to around 5 this morning. So that's a pretty good stretch for, for a child that's about 7 weeks old. Um, almost two months old, which is kind of crazy to think about. Can't believe it's been two months. Wow, time is flying by. So I mean, I'm just sucking in and enjoying these moments, right? Really just sitting in them because I know that these moments are fleeting and will fly by. And so I'm, I'm enjoying them uh, while I can, enjoying all the moments that I can with it. Um, but it's it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I have, of course, I think no one else to thank other than Freya for for that and for being as rested as I possibly can. I don't know about well-rested, but definitely as rested as I possibly can. All right, jumping now over to the YouTube chat. We got Titan, who is here at 510. Dear Lord, you were here quite early, good sir. Joseph Ippolito is here. Orange Hat Reviews got here a little closer to time at 6.50. He's a member, and he says, Hail Odin, how is everyone else? Also, my niece Zoe Virginia was born today a few hours ago, so happy about that. Uncle times two now. How is baby for uh, Thor and Freya? So I already answered the question, both doing great, and congratulations on baby niece Zoe. Uh, Jake 80 76 what's going on? Glad to see you back in the chat. We got Andrew Hoyle, what's going on, my UK brother? So glad to see you here. Of course, he can pretty much only join us for the most part on the Saturday streams because it's really late at night where he is in his part of the world. So thank you for being here, Andrew Hoyle. I appreciate it. We got Tina B. What's going on, Tina B.? The Empress of the Universe says, Hang on, I'll be a second trying to finish this episode of Mission Impossible. I hope it was a wonderful episode of the show. Keck44, how is it going, Tina B.? Thank you for letting them know. If you have a comment or question throughout the evening, remember that you have to use the code phrase, Odin question. All one word, Odin question. You put it all together, and it shows up as orange on my screen, and it'll let me know you're trying to get my attention. Or, of course, you can super chat. You can also donate via Streamlabs, which is the preferred method, because then YouTube doesn't get a cent of that donation. And it, of course, is very much appreciated. It allows for me to continue to do things like giveaways, uh, continue to do things like upgrading the channel, and just... Uh, it's just nice to have in general. So, again, it's totally up to you. But you don't have to. You can just put Odin question, and it's a pretty small price to pay, I, I would I would say. For anyone that actually wants to have questions answered or comments read aloud, um, I think it's a pretty pretty nice system, and it's worked pretty well thus far. Uh, do be aware, though, I usually fall around 20 minutes behind because I do try to address every question, whether it's Super Chat or not, as in-depth as I possibly can. And so I'll fall a little bit behind, so don't double post. Uh, sometimes the chat will jump. Actually, every time the chat will jump. But there are some times when the chat skips, which means that comments just disappear. That's that's YouTube's problem, and unfortunately I cannot fix it. And when that happens, some comments might get skipped, and it's not because you did anything wrong. It's because of YouTube. But I'll always tell you when that happens and what time it happens at. That way you know whether or not your comment did get skipped. And then maybe you can post it again. But don't do it before then, please. Thank you. Drives me crazy. Uh, Peabody is a member. What's going on? He's over there. He's double dipping tonight. Uh, Orange Hat Review says, The Owl Father cometh. Pat S. is a member on the channel. What is going on, Pat S.? How's it going? 70B, what's going on? She is the captain of my Valkyries. Make sure you behave because Tina and Steph will indeed put you in your place. Because they are amazing. Clone Drunk 3PO. I have no idea if that's the real Drunk 3PO or is it actually a clone. I have no idea. But hello, clone. Nathan Slay in the chat. What is going on? Pat S says, happy lockdown, y'all. Not so happy. Not so happy at all. In fact, it's pretty ridiculous at this point. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, when even the date, when even the WHO 
when the World Health Organization and the CDC are both on the same page that lockdowns are bad, it makes no sense as to why these governors and why these mayors are doing it. If the people who basically let China, specifically the WHO, literally said, oh yeah, China, we believe everything you're saying about the virus. Oh wait, you were lying the whole time? What? If even those idiots know that lockdowns are bad, what does that say about Governor Newsom and Governor Cuomo and Mayor Light, was it Lightfoot or something? Like, seriously questions the intelligence uh bashy washy what's going on glad to see you in the chat matthew highland in the chat as well slicer neons g monkey 76 mark Seth, what's going on mark one of the nerd uh one of the modrotics in the chat uh soul assassin just another red shirt glad to see you here tina b says don't forget my sis um i'm trying to find out a way uh to handle it for both of you and i think i have uh, a way that that might be a little bit better going back to what was referred to earlier about a, a film. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll have our chat. We'll have our chat. I think I found a way, though. I forgot that I could do it, basically, and now I just remember that I can. Nathan Slay says, Howdy, Odin, how are you? I'm doing fine, Nathan. Hope you are doing well. Hope you are doing so, so very well. All right, let's see. Arch Demi Dragon, how is it going? Bruce also in the chat. Eric K, who's a member, what's going on, Eric K? Uh, we just ran out of the wipes that you had sent us long ago, and so thank you again for providing all of that stuff. We uh, it was very much needed, uh, but don't worry, we we have rep- we have replenished our stocks, and it's been fantastic. Um, Super Anime Gamer, what's going on, Super? Says, hell, what is up, my dude? What's going on, Super? Hope you are doing well. Alice McCarthy tagged me and as a member says, Howdy, old, and how's it going? How's the Thor and the pizza? Dad Bod Boba is like Attitude Era WWF. Mando is PG Era WWE. That is a great comparison between the two for sure. But uh, Dad Bod Boba Fett, whoo, kicks some serious tail in this week's episode, which is probably my favorite episode of The Mandalorian thus far. Uh, didn't have any pizza, um, but did grill some chicken. Had some delicious tonight with some grilled over a, uh, I have a, we have a pellet grill that my wife got me for my birthday. So I grilled up some chicken with some Tony Satchers. Mm, it's very, very good, very delicious. You know, just a little bit of, gotta get a little bit of the tinge on there, you know, gotta get a little bit of blackened chicken a little bit, you know, just, just adds a little bit of that flavor. And then we had some, Ah, some oven-roasted sweet potatoes cut up into little cubes. Ah, it was delicious. It was delightful. Uh, but yes, I <laughs> I agree about Dad Bod Boba Fett being more WWF Attitude Era and Mando being PG Era. It's a very good comparison. Very fair comparison, if I might say so myself, and I do. Alrighty, here, let us see. Chat has jumped on me like it always does, so let's go ahead and check out to make sure no comments skipped. No comments were skipped, so don't worry. I will get to your comments, uh, but it's okay. Andrew Hall says, great film stand by me. Yes, I, I am in the process of watching the movie. I'm about, I think, halfway through, and I'm enjoying what I'm liking, uh, what I'm seeing so far, and it's pretty great because I... Um, I had not realized that it was done specifically by Rod Reiner. I did not know it was a Rod Reiner film. Why is it that Will Gentry always just randomly comes in, and the first comment he always puts is the cookie check? Every single time, it's like Will Gentry's like, well, hello, mate. I'm just trying to make sure I get my cookies. And then every time he does, I remember that Heimdall is off. Well, there you go. Heimdall is now on. You're welcome. 
You're welcome, Will. And you're welcome for that accent, too. But every single time, not even a hello, not even a how's it going, not even a top of the morning to you. I mean, seriously, what is going on here, man? Every time. <laughs> Much love to you, good sir. Uh, <laughs> All right, jumping over to uh, D-Lav real quick. Daniel Thorne, what is going on? And Daniel Thorne, Mr. Peabody, saying some things over there. Remember, if you're on D-Live, if you want to get my attention, have a comment or question, just put at Odin at the very beginning over on D-Live, and that'll get my attention. If you're on YouTube, though, you got to use the code word. you got to use Odin question. It's the way that it's got to be. Speaking of which, we got Captain Adam Frank and the clan. Well, actually, he's not a captain anymore. But Adam Frank and the clan, thank you very much for the lemon donation. Very good to see you here. It's been a long time, sir. Hope everything is doing well. Hope the pups are doing fine. Well, Gentry then says, I'm providing a service. Ah, now you're explaining yourself. I'm providing a service. I'm here to remind you to turn Heimdall on, and I love cookies. I know you do. I know just because you're, you're trying to save up for that next giveaway. I know that's what it is. I know that's what it is. I got a stack of films right here. And it's going to happen. You'll, ne- you'll never know. You'll never know. It'll, it'll be out of nowhere. Like John Cena. You can't see me. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Uh, Peabody, what is going on? Thank you very much, Mr. Peabody, for the lemon donation. I appreciate it. All right, now jumping back over to YouTube fam. Nathan Slay says, what would you say are the best movies of 2020? Well, here's the thing. 2020 uh, has been a crazy year. I honestly forget sometimes... What movies have even actually officially come out this year? Um, I know Sonic came out. I I like the movie. I wasn't crazy about Sonic, so I wouldn't put that in my top movies of the year. Uh, Tenet came out this year. I, I was actually a really big fan of Tenet. That was probably my top film um, up until I saw Mank, if I had to be honest there. So uh, let me try and see if I can pull up a list of films that came out this year. Um, let us see. Do, 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 do. List of American films in 2020. I love Wikipedia. By the way, uh, fun fact, you can download all of Wikipedia, and I have. Um, in fact, where where is my little... Yeah, so I have all of Wikipedia. The most recent uh, November update came out, and all of Wikipedia is on this flash drive. Just just because. So if I'm ever without internet, as long as I have power, I have all knowledge in the world. <laughs> At my fingertips. All right, let's see. January, nothing. Uh, I have not seen The Gentleman, but I've heard great things about it. So that's a film that I own. I bought it on 4K because it was on sale. So that one could be up there because I've heard great things about it. Um, Sonic, again, I, I gave it this thing. It was in the C range uh, for it. So it wasn't a terrible film. It's a movie that I, I think was a lot of fun. I liked it more only because it was a, an example of listening to the fans. And so I know fans of the Sonic franchise were very big fans of it. And that's, that's awesome. And I'm going to give them props just for that alone, uh, for listening to the criticism because the character design was so terrible, changing it in post delaying the movie to get it right and doing it uh again if you're listening to the fans i'm, I'm gonna give you props every single time so um but i wouldn't put that up there guns akimbo i forgot guns akimbo came out that actually might be up there to be honest uh it's about a guy who there's other things that happened beforehand but anyway uh he basically wakes up with guns surgically attached to his hands uh it's pretty fun it's actually a pretty fun movie so guns akimbo might be up there in my top five list um let's see what else let's see nothing there as i said there's i haven't seen a whole lot of movies 
from this year because I've just I've fallen so far behind on just things in general. All right, still nothing there. Uh, I can say one of the worst movies of the year was absolutely Artemis Fowl. Good lord, that movie was terrible. <laughs> so bad. Oh, so, so, so bad. All right, let's see. I uh, haven't seen these movies because I remember I was wanting to see Greyhound. Uh, Tom Hanks did the screenplay, starred in it. It was a Apple TV exclusive, I believe. But then I, I just kept hearing bad things about the effects. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to see that now. So I, I, I had, I, I've been holding off on that one for a bit. Um, okay, a lot of, a lot of crap movies. Um, <laughs> for lack of a better expression. Uh, I really want to see Unhinged, but I haven't seen that yet. There's Tenet, uh, which I really liked. New Mutants I actually enjoyed more than I thought, but definitely would not be in my top films of the year. Uh, Mulan was terrible. I saw that. Piece of crap. <laughs> um, And let's see. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of slim pickings here, to be perfectly honest. It's been a tough year. It's been a really tough year for movies. I'm just going to say that right now. Because I'm I'm looking through this list, and yeah, I, I let's see. I'm only gonna do this once, so don't ask me like, oh, what do you think of this movie or this? If I haven't mentioned it, I haven't seen it, or it it wasn't worth worth me talking about. Um, okay, so one movie I actually now do want to see uh, is Hillbilly Elegy. It's a Ron Howard movie that's on Netflix, and I didn't want to see it at first because I'm like, ah, oh, this just looks like it's gonna make fun of people that live, like, in the rural areas. But an article came out from The Daily Wire, and it talks about how, basically, that movie is getting just destroyed by critics because it doesn't praise rural life, but it also doesn't attack it. And so, basically, because critics are just complete crazy leftists nowadays, because it doesn't attack rural life, and it actually seems to be, like, one critic actually said, it's, like, a it's a, utop it's a libertarian utopian uh, type movie. I'm like, that sign me up. That sounds like a pretty good film to me. Um, so I actually might check that out now. Also, because Glenn Close, uh, the uh, makeup for her looks incredible for that one. So, uh, and there's Mank, which just came out. So yeah, Mank is definitely up there. I want to see Fat Man. Have not seen Fat Man yet. I want to. It's on. It's on uh, PVOD. Um, but. I don't know how I feel about PVOD. It's like if I if I can't own it, and if I want to own it, I want to own it on physical media. I don't want to own because, as we all know, remember uh, Amazon came out and said, "Well, technically, if you buy it on our service, you don't actually own it." And it's like, shut up. And let's see. Now we're getting towards the end of the year. I'm trying to see if there's any other films that I want to see this year. Uh, Greenland looked kind of fun. That's a Gerard Butler film, but. Again, I don't know if that would be up there. I'm going to see Wonder Woman 84 just because. I'm going to see probably Soul, which is another Pixar film just because. But I don't have high hopes for either, to be perfectly honest. And I'm sure there's like a couple in there that, that I'm, I'm missing out on that I, I don't know much more about. But yeah, so really it's like uh, Mank and Tenet and Guns Akimbo. And I forgot which other ones I had mentioned. But yeah, those would be my top movies of the year. Again, it's been very slim pickings this year. Very, very slim pickings indeed. All right, let me jump over to DLive since I, that took a little bit more time than I was hoping it to. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening to the podcast version is like, what the heck is he doing? 
Uh, let's see. Adam says, been doing shows. Keep missing you. Lots of love to you and your family. We hope everything's going fine. Phil DeHoppe says, did you see the poor restaurant owner in California? The state allowed movie studio food tents, but the state shut down her tents. Yeah, uh, Philly Hobbit, I, I saw that. Um, I plan to do a video on that for the OMB report. Speaking of which, since that gets me back on uh, topic for a second, if you have not yet, I'll make this as quick as possible, by the way, for this segment. Uh, if you have not yet subscribed to my new channel, please consider uh, the OMB report. Yes, it's an ominous-looking photo, but it's the best I got right now. I've, I've asked Freya, the wife, to see if she can design something a little bit more um, less menacing and less uh, Germany, if you know what I mean. Uh, as many people have pointed out, the image kind of looks like it with the way the shading uh, works. I'm almost at 2,000 subscribers over there, and that is the old Welcome to Asgard channel, which is why it had a lot uh, starting out. Um, but that is a channel I'm actually really proud of. Uh, I'm enjoying the videos over there. It seems that getting pretty good feedback on that. So for that channel, I do plan to do a video on the topic that you just mentioned uh, about the restaurant owner because I think that's total crap. I think it's complete crap that uh, they're giving exceptions to Hollywood. And that's another reason why I actually really love the movie Mank because it kind of deals with that in the 30s uh, and how Hollywood and uh, basically how Hollywood and politicians, Hollywood and and DC, have been in bed with each other for a long, long time, and basically how it was almost flipped, where it was a lot of the heads of studios back then were actually more Republican-minded, and so they were more in bed with Republicans, and nowadays, right, it's very clearly, it's switched the opposite, and it was kind of an amazing thing to see that and be like, oh, this, this film is actually kind of in a way, it's really not a social commentary at all, which is why I love the movie, because it's just a good, it's just a damn good movie, um, and that's something that we don't get enough of these days, but just looking at the history of it, I was like, wow, it's amazing how a lot of that continues to this day, where people were making essentially propaganda, they were using actors who were out of work at the time in the 1930s, and had them pretend to be voters, essentially, and they did newsreels, and it was like fake staged newsreels and I'm looking at what people like Lady Gaga did where she did that totally staged and fake I'm from this state right here and you should vote for so you should vote for Joe Biden like it reminded me so much of that it's it's changed a lot right because it used to be the studios that had a lot of the power then and now it's like the actors have taken on this uh, you know the uh the personality of the uh like the superstar persona, celebrity persona right and so it's kind of taken on on their own but yeah it's just incredible um, how the similarities are there. But yeah, I, I do plan to, to talk about that at some point uh, in a video for the OMB report. So please subscribe over there if you've not done so already. Uh, Daniel Thorne says, I'm listening to the transcript of the trial of the Chicago 7 from Audible. Uh, lots of hijinks was left out of the movie. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen the movie. Someone asked me about it. It looks interesting. I, I, I don't know... I don't know anything about the film per se, or even about, I don't even know much about the history of the story. So, Daniel Thorne, do you, does that mean you think that the movie is still good, or do you think that it it kind of picked and choose or picked and chose what needed to be there and and was political? Let me know. Uh, let's see. Captain Dean High says, "Sorry, I'm late. Helping mom put up Christmas tree and decorations, then dinner afterwards. What did I miss? Uh, I can't go over everything I missed." So you just have to go back in time then. Uh, but anyway, that's awesome, though, to help the mom out that way. Phonemo says, your pick is Birds of Prey. Don't lie. No, Birds of Prey was to was total garbage. I mean, Birds of Prey, films like Birds of Prey and films like Artemis Fowl are films where I wish I could somehow get that time in my life back. <laughs> it's like when I was watching Unicorn Store. 
It's time I wish I had back. I don't need to have experienced those movies in my life. And it's sad because that time could have been spent watching other films that are probably a lot better. <laughs> uh, Daniel Thorne, Black Bear, Freaky, Ammonite are online waiting for you. Black Bear I haven't heard of, actually. Uh, Freaky I have, but again, it's PVOD, and, and I, have the, I do have issues with PVOD in general. Um, so we'll have to wait and see about those. Uh, and Ammonite, I, I don't know about Ammonite. Uh, Adam over on DLive says, I will be off to Boston and New York to deliver puppies this week. All good here, brother. Nice. Very cool. Peabody tagged and says, they sent a probe into space, landed it on an asteroid, then lost it in the Australian outback. Is that true? (laughs) What? What are you talking about? Adam says, I like the picture. Uh, I like the picture. It reminds me of PG Highlander poster. Wow. Well, well, that's awesome. Daniel Thornton then says, The movie is pretty good, but there is no comparison to all the stuff they left out and switched around. Audible transcript is the way to go. Yeah, well, I am much more of a movie person in general, though. So, uh, But it sounds like you, you say the movie is good, but not as good as... But if it's still good, maybe I'll have to check that out. But anyway, uh, awesome. I'm caught up on DLive. So Eric K dropped a super chat four minutes ago. Thank you very much, Eric K, for the super chat. Says, here, take this because I do not know the StreamYard link for tipping. So if you go to the description of this video, uh, you'll see there is, it's the, it's actually not StreamYard, it's Stream um, Labs. So you'll see it as Stream Labs, and what that link is the direct link. Uh, to to donate directly, and you can donate via PayPal, via credit card, it's similar to what you can do with Super Chats, but um, as I said, YouTube does not get any of that, but don't feel obligated. Eric K., you're a member on the channel, you're always here, and I appreciate you, man, so thank you very much for the Super Chat there, I appreciate it. Thanks for the tip. Uh, Matthew Highland tagged at 703 and says, I went to my local Best Buy and got the last Lord of the Rings 4K with the one ring. Nice, dude. Dude, yeah, I, I'm waiting, I, I'm waiting on uh, some funds to come in, uh, because I do plan to get the Lord of the Rings 4K collection. I'm so upset, though, because I was holding off. I didn't know whether to get the One Ring collection or whether to get the uh, Steelbook collection from Best Buy. I should have gone with the Steelbook collection because that thing is completely sold out. It was sold out, like, day one because of pre-orders. And now that thing is going for, like, twice, three, four times the price on on uh what's it called ebay and so yeah those steelbooks man they are limited edition and some of them are very limited it looks like that was one of them and so and i'm also kind of like torn because as much as i want to get the 4ks they've already said yeah by the way if you wait until next summer they'll have this ultimate edition set that will include the the hobbit films which i don't really want because i don't think the hobbit live action films are that great but apparently there's going to be special features on that set from Lord of the Rings that are not on the current set, which I always ticks me off when studios do that, where it's like they release uh, two different editions like within a year or two, and one has more, and you're like already spending $90 or so on like a plane set, and that's before you get into Steelbook or One Ring territory. Um, but I did see, uh, since you mentioned it, Matthew Highland, that the One Ring editions are still available, so I think I might get that one, since that is still a collector's edition. And uh, to be honest, I think I will be okay without the special uh, features coming out next year. So, of course, if they announce something amazing, then I might have to reconsider. But also, let's say I do end up getting that and then want to get the other one next year, well, then I'll just use the other one for a giveaway because that's just what I do. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Pat S. says hello to Redshirt. 
Um, let's see. Golden Ration, thanks for tagging at 704, says, Hail Odin, good evening all. A couple of minutes late due to getting some wings. Well, enjoy those wings. Bexter's in the chat. What's going on, Bexter? Glad to see you here. Um, let's see. Eric K. tagged at 705, says, I hope you and the family are well. We are doing well. Absolutely. Uh, Sherry Allen, what's going on? Glad to see you back in the chat. Um, let's see, where are we? Uh, Pat S. says, Top three guys and gals to movies that were better than the books. True Grit, both versions, Fight Club, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, No Country for Old Men is a movie, it's one that I think has kind of, I I, it, I don't think it's aged as well for me. Like, I remember I, I, I was enjoying the film process, like, watching how things played out the first time for No Country for Old Men, but I have no desire to ever watch it again. And every time it's on or I see it in the background, I'm like, no, no, thank you. So I feel like it's one of those movies where I can appreciate the production design on it. Like, like the, I can appreciate those technical aspects, but it's it's just a bore. You know, it's not, it's not a film I want to watch again. Fight Club, great film. And uh, I actually prefer the newer True Grit, to be perfectly honest. Um, and again, it's not that the original is bad. It's just I, I happen – it's kind of like uh, the best modern remake of a Western, in my opinion – is 310 to Yuma. If you have never seen 310 to Yuma with Christian Bale, do yourself a favor and get it. Normally the Blu-ray is like $5. It's not going to cost you a whole lot. That movie is fantastic. Ben Foster's in it too. Ben Foster plays a bad guy and he's awesome in it too. Um, But that's a good list. That is a very good list. Um, Let's see. Um, By the way, I think I think I got an email. I think you may have just donated directly via PayPal, which is not the stream, <laughs> which is not the Streamlabs link. But I'll go ahead and pull that up because I that actually reminds me, someone did actually donate via PayPal the other day, and I do shout those people out too. Um, if I get the notification, it just it doesn't pop up right away. Um, unfortunately, there's no way for me to, to connect it. It's only if you donate via PayPal via Streamlabs. It's it's a complicated process. But anyway. Uh, let me try and see if I can get that uh, here. Um, so, anyway, I uh, December third, I got a um, a donation from Valentine. Uh, Valentine F. I don't know if you want me to give your full name or not, so I'm just gonna say Valentine F. Uh, so thank you very much for that donation. Uh, and his message was like both of your channels will join up soon. Uh, so thank you very much for that. I very much appreciate that. And he think he goes by Zap. So thank you very much, Zap. I appreciate that. And Eric K uh, just donated again, but I mean, again, meaning uh, since his super chat, and uh, it came through over here. So Eric K, I'm pretty sure that's you. So I'm not. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm not going to release anything else about you. Um, Eric K, thank you very much for that. He says, "Here, take this because I still do not see it." <laughs> Eric K, man, it's it's totally there. Uh, Valks, help him out. I mean, don't donate again, but in general. Um, the Streamlabs League should, should still be there. It should still be there. But anyway, thank you very much, Eric K. I, I, I appreciate it very much. I'll keep, I'll keep my uh, PayPal up just, <laughs> just in case anyone else donates by it. Uh, thanks, dude. I appreciate it, man. Uh, Nathan Slay at 706 says, I recall you saying that you think Whiplash should have won Best Picture for 2014. So are you saying Birdman is overrated? No, 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 no. So two things can be true at once. I think Birdman was a fantastic movie. However, Compared to Whiplash, Whiplash was the better movie. Whiplash was the better picture that year. Both are good. Um, I don't think Birdman's overrated. Some do. I don't. I I think both are fantastic for different reasons. I prefer Whiplash, though. Uh, Mark Lesneth says, is it your lighting or does your beard have some Auburn highlights? No, um, I do have redness in my beard. Yeah, so I'm Irish, and so I have 
brown, red, orange, and gray in my beard. So no, it is not just the lighting. Thank you for noticing. Uh, Zine Waters, normally you're like, oh, I noticed the gray in your beard. I'm like, thanks. Thanks for noticing the gray and not the red. But yeah, sometimes uh, my best friend, he's dark brown beard and I'm red beard. So, <laughs> uh, Zine Waters, what's going on, man? He says, have you seen previews for the Freaky Friday remake? Uh, it's just called Freaky. Uh, and yes, I have. Uh, it's the one starring Vince Vaughn. I have seen it. Um, I, I have some interest in seeing it. I definitely do. But... I it right now it's just on PVOD and as I said I would much rather wa- if I would much rather watch a film if it's already available for a streaming service that I'm paying for or if it's available for me to buy on physical media that's just the, that's just kind of the way I am I don't like to rent things on PVOD or to buy things especially with Amazon as I mentioned earlier saying you technically you don't own it I'm like I don't want to play around with that so uh, Michael Skewiff, thank you very much for the super check. It's, I appreciate it. It says, uh, Paramount has just announced that The Godfather Part 4 is uh, still a possibility. Uh, do you think uh, that it is worth it? Michael Corleone is dead. Well, spoiler alert. Spoiler warning. However, <laughs> it's funny because they just redid uh, Godfather Part 3. Uh, for those that are unaware, they did a recut uh, Francis Ford Coppola, they d- uh, did a recut of the film, apparently to make it more to his vision. Um, I think it's available to, for purchase now on physical media, so it's it, that's one I have my eye on too, because I actually really want to see what changes they made and whether it's a better film. And uh, basically, the best way to make it a better film is whether he cut his uh, daughter out of the film <laughs> a whole lot, which I, I haven't heard one way or the other as of yet. But yeah, no, no, keep, keep it done. I mean, seriously, uh, the third one was already enough of a letdown for so many people and uh the best thing that they can do is get the third one right and hopefully the remake they've done has done that um but (laughs) you know it's just one of those things where they they do got to make sure that they they're able to get the trilogy perfect because at this point since i haven't seen the redone version of three at this point people still say just like with me with toy story 4 where i say it doesn't exist and just like a lot of people do that with, with other movies, too, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I love the two Godfather films. There's only two, right? So until they can fix the third one, then it's not worth it. By the way, I just got a notification uh, that someone else has donated uh, via PayPal directly. So thank you for that. Uh, I wish there was a way for me to get the notification um, going up over there. Uh, but, oh, Dion, man, what's going on, Dion? Thank you very much, dude. I appreciate it. Let me try and see, pull it up if I can get... Uh, the message, if there is one. Uh, let's see. He says, for another year, keep up the great work. I appreciate the shout-outs from the struggling YouTuber, hashtag M one Well, thank you very much, Dion. I appreciate it, dude. And yeah, make sure you subscribe to Dion. He is, uh, he should therefore be in the YouTube chat. Uh, if you see his name, click on it and subscribe to his channel. Uh, he does a lot of fun videos where he, he does... It's uh, flight simulators, and he does commentary throughout it, and it's a lot of fun. So go ahead and join him over there. And thank you very much, Dion, man. I appreciate it. And, yeah, absolutely. Continue to shout you out, good sir. I I very much appreciate that, man. All right, back over into the regular chats on the YouTubes. Uh, Titan had put an extra S, but I see it. He says, Odin, just give your baby some pineapple pizza from Pizza Hut. That calms down all babies. Um, Titan? That is blasphemy, and it will not be allowed on this channel. And that's your warning, Titan. Um, Not only did you mention the sacrilege that is pineapple on pizza, you mentioned my son 
and pineapple on pizza in the same sentence. Um, so Titan, that, that's your warning. And here, you don't get three strikes. Here, you get just one warning. So Titan, you better you better uh, step up, good sir. <laughs> or get out. <laughs> Slicer, uh, Neon says, Seeing Mulan in this week's episode subverted my expectations, and I enjoyed it. Uh, see, ruin it can be done well. The secret is good writing. What? What about Mulan? I'm very confused by that. <laughs> Slicer, that made no sense to me. Context, please. Context. Yes, you found the button. There it is. Oh, there it is. You see, and also, you, every time you donate via Streamlabs, you get a cute little picture of uh, of Willa right there. Look at her. Look at her looking like she's like, hello, it's me. Uh, Eric K., thank you very much for the $5 donation via Streamlabs. There it is. You get the notification, and also none of that money goes to the YouTube. So thank you very much, Eric K. I appreciate it. He says, you might want to add this in the description below. Heimdall had to post it for me to get there. It should be in the description. I swear. I had it in the, I've had it in the description for years. Now you have me second-guessing myself. I'm going to check this. I'm going to check it. Let me see. Let me see. Um, let's see. Did I delete it? Oh, no. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. My That's my bad. And also, I need to fix the link to the OMB report because it's not a direct link. I have to fix that. Uh, mea culpa. Eric K. Um, yeah, I'm glad Heimdall still has the link. And I know my Valks still have the link, too. Uh, apologies, Eric K. Again, mea culpa. That's my bad. That is my fault. I think the I think the DLive fam still has it in their description, though. Um, let's see here. Or do they not have it either? Oh my goodness. Wow. I, I messed up at some point updating these descriptions. I'll have to fix that. Thank you, Eric K. Though I, I very much appreciate that, man. For the three donations to get to the right to get to the right place. Uh, I always do appreciate the Streamlabs ones, though, because I get to see my dogs, and they just always make me happy. They're upstairs hanging out with uh, Frey and Baby Thor right now, though. So, but by the way, Slicer, I don't have no idea what you're talking about at seven oh seven. <laughs> uh, Megazord Jeremy thank you again for shorting that name it's so much better says hail Odinpool all you need is a beanie and start talking about being mixed no Megazord Jeremy here's the thing when I put the beanie on over on OMB report I don't look like Tim Pool I look like Josiah Rises because I have the same kind of beard as Josiah Rises so it's it's actually not it's not Tim Pool uh, it's instead, it's a, it's a Josiah lookalike contest at that point, which I think is a good thing. Cause Josiah is good people. If you have not subscribed to Josiah rises, the fact that his whole channel got demonetized is just ridiculous. It really is. Uh, Nathan Slay uh, says, what are your opinions on the original mission impossible movie? I sometimes feel like I'm the only, I am the only one sometimes who likes it. No, the original is, is great. The original is a lot of fun. I mean, that's what got it all started. Really? I don't think the effects have aged very well. The the effects have not aged well at all, in fact. But the movie is a lot of fun. Uh, it's got some of the most intense uh, filming in the entire series. Waiting for Nodrotic Laura, who's been on lockdown, sadly. And again, sorry about all of that crap going on in your damn state, uh, Laura. He says, sorry I'm late. I was organizing my sock drawer and the time escaped me. <laughs> you know what's funny? Laura, is that I'm pretty sure that you meant every word of that sentence. I was organizing my sock drawer, see? <laughs> uh, much love, much, much love. 
Blake St. Clair, what's going on? 708 says, greetings for uh, for 20 minutes in the future. Yeah, um, you're getting, it's it's 30 minutes. Holy crap. I'm 30 minutes behind, y'all. 30 minutes behind. That's crazy. Blake St. Clair, though, thank you for sending that message from the future or from the past. Time is relative. Uh, Tina B says, I like the first Mission Impossible movie with Tommy because it was kind of as smart like the original series. The rest of the movies are boom, 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 helicopter. I will disagree. The second one is terrible. Third one gets you back on track a little bit. And then from the fourth on, I think they're great. Um, you know, and I, honestly, I think Ghost Protocol might be my favorite. Ghost Protocol is just a great, great, great film. The, the effect, the stunt work, though, is the reason why you watch those movies now. Now it's like, okay, what crazy stunt is Tom Cruise going to do next? And that's why you watch it. Uh, Cobra Viber 999, welcome, good sir. Uh, Keely Chow also in the chat. How is it going? Glad to see you all here. Um, Laura says, hashtag thick boy Boba. Yes, Laura. Yes. Hashtag thick boy Boba. He be thick in that most recent episode. That is a fact. (laughs) All right. The chat has jumped on me and it was 30 minutes. So I, yep. Uh, it looks like some comments were skipped. All right. It was like 708, maybe 709 in the chat. Now it's 721. That's the latest I can go back. That's YouTube's fault. That's not me. If you had a comment prior to 721 that I didn't get to, you may need to post it again. Uh, Jake the Movie Geek, though, left a super chat two minutes ago. Says, any new shows or movies you recommend on Netflix? Uh, it's one I've been mentioning, actually. Uh, Mank. M-A-N-K. Mank. It is about a screenwriter of the last name Mankiewicz, who was the main, he was actually the screenwriter. He wrote the, uh, the screenplay for Citizen Kane. And it's about his life. It, it goes through moments from the thirties, jumping ahead to when he's writing the script with Orson Welles, goes into that relationship a little bit too. It's fascinating. It's, and as I mentioned earlier, it's my favorite film of 2020. And it might be my, one of my favorites of the last few years. Like, you know, I normally mention films like Whiplash and Nightcrawler as like my, my, like my, like Dark Knight as my more modern, like last 10 year favorite type movies. Mank is actually might go up there. It's a movie that I'm pretty sure if I, this is my guess. I think Mank is going to get released on Criterion and I'm going to be picking that one up. (laughs) It's going to be another one of the Criterion releases I pick up because actually I want to see the behind the scenes. And it's mostly because there are reports because this is the kind of director David Fincher is that one scene had 200 takes. And I believe it's a scene specifically when Gary Oldman character is drunk and he's going off basically using this story of Don Quixote. And he's he's basically trying to tear down um uh, Hearst um, at the time uh, played brilliantly brilliantly um, by uh, oh my goodness I'm blanking out on names but anyway brilliant 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 film but that f- scene apparently took 200 takes and David Fincher is notorious for that kind of work where he basically just tries to get the best performances out of his actors and guess what it shows in his movies and and that's why the cast of the film is fantastic the movie is fantastic so jake the movie geek if i have to say one film on netflix to watch right now mank it is i think the best film of 2020 no doubt in my mind all right jumping now over to d live real quick to catch up with my people over there 
Uh, let us see. Mr. Peabody says, a Japanese probe, it's true. They are still looking for it. They could track it through space, but they lost it in Australia. I still have no idea what that is. Does that have anything to do with, like, the the random object that they found in the desert? Phonemo says, I hate when studios Dunless dip that close... Dunless... Dun... Dun... Dunless... Double dip? Think Was that double dip? (laughs) Context, I think, would have helped me on that one, Phonemo. (laughs) Phonemo says, Freaky is a lot of fun. I've heard that. I've heard it is a a lot of fun in It's a Great Film for that reason, and, and that's the reason to watch it. I mean, it's a Blumhouse horror film, so I feel like those films have a certain audience. I've never been a fan of horror films in general, so I, that's kind of why I've also dragged my feet on it. I might watch that one one day, though, maybe. There's other films, though, that I feel like I'd rather watch instead. I would actually... I, I'm totally down for watching Mank again, to be honest. Uh, Dana Thorne says, What happened with the Jackie Chan movie? Are you still going to check it out? Um, here's the thing, is that that is out in theaters, but because of Baby, uh, Baby Thor not having an immune system, we're being careful with when we go out and how we go out, and I'm being very respectful of Freya... Uh, for that reason, so I'm holding off on going to the physical theater uh, for now until I get the green light from Freya. Um, and I believe his next checkup, he starts to get his vaccines, um, like the ones needed to go to certain schools and stuff. So, um, you know, things that you would normally get at younger age, like for mumps and things like that. So once that starts to happen, I think I'll start to be able to go out a little bit further and and, and to not worry nearly as much. And again, it's 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 totally out of precaution. It's not out of fear at all because I could just as easily come home and, you know, bathe and, you know, change clothes and all that kind of stuff and nothing would would happen. But you again, it's our first baby. You know, he is baby Thor, but he's also a baby. And so he hasn't developed his powers fully yet and we want to make sure that he's safe and protected. And again, it's kind of a parent's intuition to uh, err on the side of caution. Um, but I would love to see that. I think it was Vanguard, I think, is what the film was called. And uh, I have not heard much else about it, but I do love Jackie Chan, and I do want to check it out. Uh, Daniel Thorne says, Is pineapple upside down cake a warning to, or does it actually go well with cakes? See, for cakes, it makes more sense. I still wouldn't eat it because I'm not a pineapple fan, but that is not a crime against humanity. Uh, Mr. P.I. says, Organizing the sock drawer is a reference to the movie The Sure Thing, John Cusack. Really? I did not know that. I've not seen that film, Peabody. Is that from the 80s? That would explain a lot. Phonema says, Double dip, and it's about Lord of the Rings. Thank you, Phonema. Okay. Yes, context is very key, and I agree. I also hate when studios double dip like that, where one year they put out, oh, get this set, it's exclusive, and then the next year they're like, oh, by the way, we've got an even more exclusive edition. It's like, don't do that. Just put out the definitive edition and be done with it. And then what you can do, and this is something I'm actually okay with, in like 10 years, you can re-release it and say, oh, the technology we have is better. We have an even better transfer. We have even more special features we can add on. Like, that's that that makes sense, right? Then we can add extra things to it, memorabilia, stuff like that. That's why, I mean, I have the, uh, was it the 25th or you know, the 30th anniversary edition of Back to the Future. Um, and so... They just released it for the first time on 4K, though, but I'm happy with the one I have. Now, in five, ten years, when they have another edition that comes out, I might get that one. So, yeah. But, yeah, double dipping in the same year or within a year, that's ridiculous. Peabody says, a baby gets immunity from the mother. A lot of things. This is true. A lot of things, yes. Um, but there are certain things that that don't transfer over. And that's specifically what uh, babies typically get vaccines for, at least here in the United States. 
uh, with, again, things like, uh, I think it's, I forget what they all are, but I know mumps is one of them. Um, but yeah, a lot of the immune system is built up through, through the mother. That is true. Thank you for that fact. Will Gendry says, OMG, you have to watch The Sure Thing. It's a great coming-of-age rom-com drama story. Okay, well, maybe. Maybe I will. Is it available anywhere to watch? Let me know. All right. Uh, before I jump over back to the ma- uh, back to the main chat on YouTube, I got some super chats that came in. Michael Skewiff, thank you for another super chat, says, Have you ever seen the Ray Davies movie Return to Waterloo? It stars Kenneth Colley, Admiral Piet from Empire, Tim Roth as a young punk. I have not seen that film. I'm not, I've actually never, never even heard of Return to Waterloo. It sounds interesting, though. Uh, and James Dossier, thank you very much also for another super chat. Says, hey, Odin, do you think movie theaters will be gone in two or five years? Thanks and take care. James, thank you for the question, man. And yeah, that gets me into uh, another one of the topics for tonight is the news from HBO Max. So I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, and I'll do that segment now because of your question. So yeah, HBO Max is for anyone that has missed the news. Um, Warner Brothers announced that their entire 2021 slate of movies is getting released on HBO Max and in theaters the same day. And this obviously has pissed off a lot of theater chains. Uh, AMC's CEO has not minced words about how frustrated that uh, he is with it. Uh, Regal has talked about it. Cinemark has talked about it as well. And yeah, basically this is going to force theaters' hands to... Innovate to the point of having to probably shut down a huge portion of their theaters, probably have to raise their prices on at least tickets, maybe on popcorn soft drinks, which are already way too damn high in the first place. And I think it's going to be unsustainable for them, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, um, I think that with this announcement and with the fact that they have committed to their entire 2021 slate, and if they find, if other studios specifically find that it ends up being a financial benefit to do that with a streaming service you could see other studios do the same thing. Uh, I think Disney, there's a report out right now that Disney and Hulu are going to become one service, which I think we already knew was going to happen. I mean, you already can get a bundle of Hulu and and Disney, but basically that Hulu would be able to host more uh, PG-13 R content and have Disney plus just be a a typical PG service, which makes a lot of sense to me, but also it might mean that they're trying to really play up their streaming service and then release more movies like soul for instance uh is a pixar film is going to get released onto their service and it's i think going to be free it's going to be included with the service unlike what they did with mulan which i think it's a good move on their part because i think that could move a lot of families especially again it's going to be coming out during the holidays um and i think that you could potentially see uh, a lot of families who don't have disney plus yet say all right yeah let me go ahead and uh give it a try and and watch soul because it's only about seven bucks a month i mean it's when you have a kid especially, uh, and you look to that rich library that's available on Disney Plus' service, I mean, I can be critical of Disney all day, but at the end of the day, I, it makes sense to me why families, especially uh, with families with kids, would have a service like that, you know? And it just it makes total sense, um, as much as I think Disney is a terrible corporation that is helping to fund the communist government, and I wish there was more we could do. Um, sadly... You can only boycott so much because eventually you realize, wait a minute, my phone has products that were probably made through some type of slave labor. Uh, All the tech that I have at some point probably also came from. And then it comes to the point where it's like, okay, so I don't buy anything. I don't own anything. And I mean, it can become very difficult. So that's why anyone that does take those stances and does, you know, boycott products and boycott companies and stuff, totally understand and totally respect that. I mean, I'm wearing the, uh, the Duck Fizney shirt right here. Yeah. Right there. Shout out to Darkstar57. 
uh, for producing that shirt. But uh, so yeah, hashtag Duck Fisney for sure. But at the same time, it makes total sense to me. Uh, so I do think that absolutely this move by HBO Max is probably going to inspire, if it's successful, and again, that's a big if there, they're going to have to show some raw numbers about, hey, look at all the subscription money we got. Think about how much money directly that comes up to us. Look at the production budget we have. Look at how much we saved on things like marketing. Look at the fact that we don't have to split revenue like we normally do with theaters. At the same time, they are releasing it at theaters at the same time, and so therefore they are still getting that money in too. So... Who knows how much that's going to be. And after a month, here's the other part of their deal. After a month, it's going to go off of HBO Max and it's just going to be in theaters. Um, Or at the very least, will be on theaters and PVOD. I I forget exactly the details at that point, uh, but probably will be on PVOD at the same time. So it incentivizes people to get that subscription service. And since they're releasing all 21, I think they have 21 films slated for next year. It means essentially they'll have a movie uh, for every month. Uh, every month of the year. So, in fact, probably two, at least two, um, one and a half, I guess, if you do the math on it, 1.75, whatever the number is, uh, for every single month that will keep people maybe on there. Because realistically, there's only a few movies that I have any interest in coming out of Warner Brothers next year for it. But yeah, it's it's definitely going to have a negative impact on movie theaters. The question is how much. And obviously, the studios, I think, are banking on the American people bailing out the theater chains. That's what I think. And unfortunately, uh, with the current trend of where politics seems to be going, uh, which is a good chance of a Biden administration, I think that you will see um, that bailout being given to the theaters. And again, it makes sense that they should because they're being forced to shut down. However, I I feel that a lot of the responsibility is also got to be put on Hollywood because Hollywood, excuse me, has refused to put out movies. And when you have a movie theater... And you have these contracts with these studios and the studios are not living up to their end of the bargain and they just screw you over. I I think that theaters have a role. I mean, uh, studios have a role to play that play a role to play in that as well. And so uh, the studios are pissing me off, man, I tell you. And and that's why it's it's hard to be a fan of movies right now, Um, because I know, like, for instance, I know I'm very positive about the the movie Mank, but. I know for a fact, literally, as soon as that video dropped, I had one dislike, automatic. And I guarantee you the reason why was because someone said, that's a Netflix movie. How dare Odin watch anything on Netflix and enjoy it? And I I understand it, right? I understand because Netflix also is a trash company, right? Netflix promoted and still to this day defends its decision about that damn movie Cuties. And that's disgusting. And it's enough to have led a lot of people to cancel their subscriptions, rightfully so. Um, but at the same time, it, it's it's one of those difficult things because obviously I'm not a single person, right? I'm a married man. And mentioning that to my wife saying, hey, I, I think that we should really do this, for her it was, no, I, I, I want to keep the service. And at the end of the day, it's a partnership. Um, and I think a lot of people have gone through that. You know, I know a lot of people that still have it. And Here's the thing. Just because someone still has Netflix doesn't mean that they're a bad person or doesn't mean that they're pro cuties or anything. It's just like if anyone owns Disney Plus or goes to see a Disney movie does not mean that they are pro X, Y, or Z, right? I think that I think we need to be more nuanced in our approach to this while still at the same time calling out crap, right? We can still be critical and call out the nonsense that we're seeing, um, but it's definitely a more complicated issue, I think. Um, but yeah, thank you for that question, James Ashe. And yeah, I think theaters do not have much longer. Basically, and we mentioned this on Friday Night Tights last night, movie theaters are going to become much more niche, um, which could be a good thing. I mean, movies are going to be less plentiful. Rather, movie theaters are going to be less plentiful. 
It means that studios likely will be spending less money on their movies, which means there should be better films. Because it means they'll have to be more creative with the money that they have. And if it means more films like Mank, for instance, I mean, Netflix has been making some good movies on decent budgets, nothing crazy, but decent budgets, then maybe we'll get better movies in the long run. And then we'll get better theaters in the long run maybe as well because those theaters are going to have to work twice as hard to get people to leave their houses. So it could in the long run be a good thing. In the short term though, as I mentioned, I just feel for those thousands of workers that are going to be screwed over you know, by by all of this nonsense. So it's one of those good and bad things at the same time. And I'm sure you all have a lot of thoughts on that. So I'll go ahead and get back into the chat. Uh, let's start off with uh, DLive, catch up with you all. Um, let's see. Danny Thorne says, what about Film Arena and Black Baron's double and triple dipping with its steelbooks? I don't know that, the fir- I don't understand the first part of that, so I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Phonemo says, how dare you enjoy anything? Exactly. How how dare you? How dare you enjoy anything? And that's kind of like, that's kind of what we become if that's what we say, right? If we say, how dare you? We're no different than Greta Thunberg. Uh, and I don't think any of us want to be like that. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. It's much more nuanced than that. But Peabody says, don't worry about watching Unhinged. Most of the movie is quite good, but then it goes to pot, drops the ball, and kicks it and kicks it along the ground. But I still want to watch it. And I know Tina still wants me to watch it. And she wants to watch it because it's Russell Crowe, baby. <laughs> it's become a meme at this point that I'm going to watch that movie. But it'll happen. It'll happen. Don't you worry. It'll happen. <laughs> All right, back over to regular YouTube. It's 721 over there. It's 756 in real life, which means I'm like 30 minutes behind. I'm so far behind tonight. It's crazy. Um, Please smash the like button. I haven't said that enough tonight. Please smash the like button. We got 80 people watching. Thank you for being here, choosing to be here tonight for your entertainment purposes. All right. At 721, Bexter tagged me and says, Greenland wasn't that good in my opinion, but you might like it. I actually felt like I was going to fall asleep halfway through. Didn't realize that the film had already come out. That shows you how weird this release schedule year has been. (laughs) Oh, Jay Stowe is a member. What's going on, Jay Stowe? Uh, 721, he says, what's up, Odin? I had the same happen when I had in my Xbox 360, losing some money when I could no longer play the games I paid for digitally after they carried them no longer. Digital is overrated to me. Exactly, because they can change that. Like, they can change the game. They can stop supporting it. They can, for instance, let's say you buy a digital version of a film on Amazon. And let's say they decide to get rid of it on their platform. But, well, hey, I I bought this one. Too bad, Amazon says. Amazon says, we own the movie, not you. You just bought the rights to it for you know a certain period of time, which makes no sense. And I think and hope that someone has sued them for that. And, and hopefully they win in court because, again, to me, if you're, if you're buying something and you're buying to own it, you own it. But that's why it's good to get physical media. And that's why I've got this beautiful physical media collection to the side. It's fantastic. Uh, 70B says, Odin is secretly tired because he keeps saying bed. <laughs> Maybe I just put on a brave face. Uh, by the way, it's money buddy season. And if you know what a money buddy is, you're on the right team. And my wife makes them wonderfully. And, oh, so good. So good. So maybe it's the money buddies in my system that are keeping me uh, hyped up. Jonathan Spencer, welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad to see you in the chat. Venom Berlin 93. Don't know if I shouted you out today. Not um let us see orange Hat reviews at 724 says just do an animated version of you at the white house podium for the omb report can't animate not i can't animate at all 
Um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you mean, oh, I think okay, so you mean for like the label? I I don't design. Have you seen my thumbnails? Really? Have you seen my thumbnails? I I don't have creative. I do not have creative design in my in my body. I don't have a single creative design bone in my entire being. So no, I I won't do that. I won't do that. That's just not my thing. <laughs> I'll wait for my wife to have time and and deal with what I have with for now. So uh, let's see. Nathan Slade Tatting says, I think we can all agree on one thing: Angels with Filthy Souls is the best movie inside of a movie. Never seen Angels with Filthy Souls. Wait a minute, Nathan Slade. Context is key. Now I understand Home Alone. That was a reference to Home Alone, and I agree. It is the best movie within a movie. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Oh, I almost lost some credit on that one, but I caught it. I caught it. <laughs> Pat S. Yeah, dropping the emotes. Uh, Tina B says, Hamilton Berger, the prosecutor who always goes up against Perry Mason, has subbed. Woot, I hope he finally won a case. Is that the case? Is that really who that was? Well, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. That's pretty nifty. Uh, Michael Sewiff said, I recently watched all of the Hobbit movies for free on Amazon Prime. Yeah, they're on HBO Max right now, I believe. I started watching the first one. And here's the thing. Even though I really don't like them as much as the Lord of the Rings movies, the first one, at least, in the very beginning... It, it just feels nice. It's one of those things where you're like, I'm back in the Shire. Let's just hang out here for a bit. Let's just have a movie where it's just the Shire. You're just hanging out with hobbits all day. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Michael Skew with tagging says, I like the Hobbit movies. And yeah, you have every right to like them. The reason why I didn't was because they used way too much CGI. Uh, and that's why I love the first. I love the Lord of the Rings films because they used both practical and CG together. Some of the CG looks really good. Some of the CG, not so much. But literally the entire Hobbit film is all green screen and visual effects. It's just, it looks so produced. Like, it looks so overproduced and so artificial. And it's so hard to get into because they they take a lot of things from the books and keep it in there. But then they add a lot of extra stuff. Like, they decide to, to throw in characters that were not in the book at all. And they try and justify it by saying, well, if you go to the appendices, uh, appendices of the books, of the works of J.R. Tolkien, you can see that uh, these characters would have existed around the same time. And I'm like, really? But it's cool to see Legolas back. But come on, really? Ah, just... There were a lot of issues that I had with it for that reason, but I still got to, it was really cool. I got to watch them all with my dad um, as they came out. Um, And the other reason too, I think, to be honest, I think that um, the director just got lost. I, I think that he just got, I think Peter Jackson just got so lost in trying to over visualize it that he missed out on key elements like story and quality. And I say that because, remember, he was pushing that whole high frame rate nonsense that, yeah, it made the CGI look better, but it made everything else look bizarre. And you had to watch it. It was only available in 3D, so you had to wear 3D glasses. And it just, it was the best 3D I'd, I'd seen up to that point, but it was still 3D. It was still such a, uh, I, I would say a, a, a scam, but I don't, I don't mean it in that way. It, it's, I'm trying to think of the word for it. Basically, it was such a... It was for show. That's all that it was. It was for show. It didn't add anything to it. It, it just completely took away from the story. I, I think that Peter Jackson got so distracted by focusing on those visual effects that the story got uh, just suffered so much from it. 
Uh, Tina B says, I looked at the Lord of the Rings set on Amazon, but then read about this thing coming out next year. Now I'm not sure whether to wait or not. Damn you, Warner Brothers. Yeah, seriously. It's like, to at least tell us what what special features are going to be on the one next year that aren't on the one this year. Because remember, here's the thing. You only get those extra speed, uh, those extra features, to my knowledge, if you buy the mega set, which means you have to buy all three Lord of the Rings with the extended and all Hobbit films, which means you're probably looking at a starting price of at least $200. So it's like, I I don't know, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, torn on that one. Blaze St. Clair says this is like day one DLC for games. Special features use like bargaining chips to entice the buying of mil- of multiple editions. I don't like it yet. Yeah, Blake St. Clair, right there with you, dude. Um, I don't like it either. Um, it's one thing if it's as I said, if it's like a 10 year anniversary edition, yeah, absolutely add new stuff because you can add new stuff and you can in, in over 10 years technology changes and you can increase the quality but when you're doing it every six months or every year and you know it it's just that ticks me off it really does it's 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 dirty pool old man as one might say dirty pool old man sherry allen at 729 am good thank thanks glad to be back glad to be here glad to have you here sherry thank you uh, Andrew Hoyle at 729, who's a member, he says, I'm a huge fan of Westerns, and 310 to Yuma 2007 version was great. It's so good. So, so good, the 2007 version. Uh, Tina B says, Well, I saw a critical drinker's review of The Lighthouse, and all I can say is, Go Seagulls! But the ending felt very Prometheus tied, the, tied to the rocks. Yeah. Uh, as I said, The Lighthouse, I love in practice, meaning I love the camera work, the acting, uh, some of the writing as far as like the lines spoken, I think it's more so because of the performances, uh, but I'm not crazy about the movie. I, I just, it's a little, just, it's a little too bizarre. I love all the technical elements, but I don't love the movie. If that makes any sense. Uh, Slicer says, uh, what else has Robbie Rodriguez directed? Uh, Robert Rodriguez. You mean the guy that directed this episode? Um, just a little film called Alita battle angel. <laughs> what else has he directed? How dare you? Venom Broly, my beard has the same color. Nice. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Good sir. Dragon Wingster, what's going on? Hound 3000, needs some hugs. How's it going? Glad to see you back in the chat. Pat S733 says, PayPal, the best. Baby Thor gets 100% of the greens. That's true. Yeah, if you do donate via PayPal, uh, which is just odinsmovieblog at gmail.com. Yeah, I believe if you do PayPal to PayPal, there's no extra charge at all. So, one way to support the channel. Tina B says, there's no Godfather 3, Toy Story 4, Star Wars, Star Wars Episodes 7 through 9, and no Crystal Skull, and no Scarlet, the miniseries on CBS. I have spoken. Well, Tina B has spoken indeed, and I will say, there might be a Godfather 3 now. Maybe. But we have. I haven't seen it. I don't think you have either. The redone version. What if, Tina, what if the redone version has made up for all the mistakes? What if it's finally good? It's a big ask. <laughs> Dion, what's going on? He says, I streamed yesterday. Again, go check out his channel if you can. Uh, Tina B says, contacts. Eric K at 737. Tiny says, see, I am not crazy. I could not see the link because it wasn't there. You were right. You were right. I wouldn't say it's a boomer moment. Where is he? I, only Gary can have the boomer moments. Well, wait a minute. Where am I? I don't know. Um, let's see. Megazord Jeremy, hail Odin rises. Now talk about ice cream like he does and do a soy boy voice. He talks about ice cream. Does he really? <laughs> I don't know. 
Oh, Lordy. Uh, Pat S., thank you for being a member. He says, I only like pineapple on upside-down cake. My daddy used to put it on ham, but he has a Yankee. But he was a Yankee, is a Yankee, so I'll forgive it. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Andrew Hoyle, who's a member, says, We've just finished our lockdown here, only to go back into lockdown. That's so ridiculous, man. God, it sucks. Yeah, seriously, these lockdowns are so dangerous. It it creates such a counter... Uh, counter? I was going to say a counter peg. A powder keg of people getting pissed off. People don't like being told what to do, let alone, oh, you can't go outside. You can't go outside your house unless it's a necessity. I am a human being. I need sunlight. I need fresh air. It is a necessity always for me to go outside. And this is coming from a vampire, by the way. I hate the sun. If I could live in an area where literally it's overcast all the time, I would be happy. I would be totally happy. But even I understand that most people need more than that. Most people need sunlight, sunshine. It's a healthy thing. It's where you get your vitamin D. Come on, man. Come on, man. Ridiculous. Patooey, I spit at you, lockdowners. All right. Uh, Chad has jumped on me like it always does. Uh, Hopefully no comments have been skipped. But I, of course, will let you know if, if that has happened. Um, let's see. It looks like it has, unfortunately, skipped some comments. So it's now 7.48 in the chat uh, over on YouTube. It is 8.08 where I am. So now we're at 20 minutes, but that means some comments may have been skipped. So I apologize for that. Uh, but let's jump over to my DLab fam for a second. Um, let us see here. Uh, Phonema over there says, I hate the Hobbit trilogy. I was so glad when the credits rolled on the third one. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It's one of those ones where it's like I could have it on and I could be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But overall, yeah, it is what it is. And I, I just, I'm very sad that it, what it should have been. It should have and could have been so much better than what it was. And I honestly think it's because Peter Jackson just got so caught up in his own stuff he got caught up so much in his own ego, and he was like, I'm pushing this new technology, kind of like James Cameron. Like To me, it's like what happened with James Cameron and Avatar. Like Avatar, I think, could have been a really good movie, uh, talking about that from a uh, specifically a story standpoint. The story of Avatar is not good. It's terrible. And the reason why I think is because it suffered because he was so much on, oh, I got to push this new 3D technology and change the world. And I think that's exactly what happened to Peter Jackson. And that's why I'm not looking forward to any of the Avatar films. By the way, speaking of that, if theaters die and a lot of these studios are pushing all their stuff to streaming, imagine watching an Avatar movie (laughs) for the first time on your television and not on a giant screen. I don't think that Peter Jackson, not Peter Jackson, I don't, at this point they're, (laughs) unfortunately at this point they're becoming the same person. I don't think James Cameron would would like that all that much, but hey, it might might be out of his hands. Who knows? Uh, Well, Gentry says, uh, did Rodriguez direct From Dust Till Dawn or did he just produce that? He was involved? I I don't know for sure. I'm sure you could find out quicker with a Google search. Uh, Phonemo says, Rodriguez directed Desperado Trilogy, Machete, and The Sin City. That's right, he did. He, did he did he really do El Mariachi? That's a great movie too. Great Spanish film. Um, Daniel Thorne says, "Have you heard of Selena Netflix series? Is any good?" 
I, I've not, I've seen the promo for it, or I've seen the poster for it, and I don't know. Uh, it could be. I mean, it's an interesting story. I remember seeing the movie Selena, which was actually very, uh, very good. Jennifer Lopez, young Jennifer Lopez, uh, actually in a good movie, doing a good performance of Selena. And um, so, yeah, I don't know if the series is any good, though. I haven't seen it. Uh, Phonema says, theaters need to survive, so Avatar, Crash, and Burn. Yeah, I mean, that's just the thing, is that I'm wondering if Disney's just going to be like, we're going to buy it all. We got to make Avatar survive. No, actually, sorry. Scratch that. James Cameron's is going to take all the money he's been collecting for years that he's been wasting on Avatar. But somehow he's probably got extra money. He's like, I'm going to buy every single movie theater. I'm going to raise the bar. Like in the great South Park episode that makes fun of James Cameron raising the bar. <laughs> he's going to buy all the theaters. He's going to buy every single one. Because it's like, they, they need to survive because they need to show the Avatar movies that no one really wants. I'm sure there's some people, but not me. Not me. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> uh, we got about 17 minutes left in the show. So let me get through some of the YouTube comments. And then I'll try and end with my thoughts on this most recent episode of The Mandalorian. Which I've made a couple mentions to already about some of the scenes there. And also I, I did do a, uh official video review of that on the main channel. So check out that video if you've not done so already. Uh, Sherry Allen 48 says, Glad to hear family's doing well. It is the same here in New Zealand. Sherry Allen, I did not know you were a New Zealander. What? Since when? Well, thank you for being here, Sherry Allen. I, I had no idea. I've known of my Australian brethren and, and my UK brethren, but I, I knew I had a couple people from New Zealand. I did not know you were. So thank you, Sherry Allen, for joining all the way from New Zealand. Crazy stuff. Peter Han says, The sure thing is awesome. John Cusack's best movie. Really? His best movie? Uh, I don't know. Serendipity is is kind of great. It's, Serendipity is actually one of my go-to Christmas movies, not going to lie. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure, because I do enjoy it uh, genuinely, but it's kind of a guilty pleasure, I guess. Uh, Pat S., who's a member, says, MMR, measles, mumps, and rubella. Exactly, like some stuff that babies really need to get immunized for, for sure. Megazord Jeremy at 748. Since Thor is your first child, will you uh will your other two be Loki and Hela? Make sure neither of them turn evil when they grow up. <laughs> no promises. No promises. Um, thank you very much, Tina B, for letting them know. Again, if you want a comment or question read aloud, you gotta use the code word Odin Question, all one word together, or else it won't show up. It won't pop up orange for me. Uh Tippy Tail McKitty, welcome to the chat. Glad to see you here. Um, let's see. Super. Tag me at 753. I think Warner Brothers did this because people like Fauci are saying to social distance through 2021. If the government changes their tune and we open, I think Warner Brothers will change its mind. I don't. I think because they've already announced it saying their entire 2021 slate, it'll be their entire 2021 slate. And I think a lot of it is due to the fact that you have right now a 99% chance of an incoming Biden administration who have already said first 100 days of masks. Like he said this on record, he wants 100 days of people having to wear masks, which again, ugh, there's so much else I could say, but that's for my other channel. That's for the OMB report. If you want to hear more of my thoughts about that, OMB report is now the place where I get all that stuff out. Um, but anyway, so you have that aspect to it. Sorry, I just got a notification, just making sure no one's uh, donated anywhere else. Um, anyway, cool. So you have that hundred days of mass. So that I think is something that studios looked at and said, oh, okay. And then you also have the fact that Dr. Fauci has been given a promotion 
in Biden's administration, or his, rather his potential administration is at this point too. And so everyone knows exactly what Fauci thinks. And so they're like, oh, well, that means that he's going to talk about social distancing for another year. Like Fauci has gone on record saying, I think maybe quarter three, quarter four of 2021, we'll be back to normal. And even then we can still, it's like, shut up, just stop. Um, so yeah, I think, I, I don't think they're going to change their mind. I, I do think it'll go through 2021, which I think is idiotic. Um, but you know, <sighs> there's only so much that we can do. That's why I'm so glad that so many people across the country are peacefully assembling, which is their constitutional right and protesting. They then slate tagged at 754 and said, should the Fast and Furious franchise just take the final franchise into space? I think eventually they will just to finish it off, but it needs to end. I mean, that franchise should have ended a long time ago at this point. Uh, six was the last one I could enjoy. Seven and eight, nah, I'm, I'm just not looking forward to any of the other ones. So, uh, For some reason, the subscribers that I normally have uh, pop up here are not popping up for some reason. And I don't know why, but I know people have been subscribing, so thank you those people that have been subscribing. Again, I, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why they're not uh, popping up here for, some, for any reason. Uh, let us see. Uh, Andrew Hoyle says, I dumped Netflix and Disney Plus. All I have is Amazon Video and Tortuga TV. What's Tortuga TV? Andrew Hoyle, tell me more good, sir. Tortuga TV. Is that a pirate reference? Is that a little pirate TV reference you're talking about, Andrew Hoyle? Hmm? Is that what you're saying? Uh, it's actually, a, a, it's, it's, I'm actually in a better position now uh, with my services because I am now a Verizon subscriber. I now have Verizon. And so with it comes Hulu and Disney Plus. So that's nice. So now I'm in an even better position than I was before. James Nalepka. Uh, uh, James Nalepka. Thank you for being here. Uh, says, you are right, sir. Mank looks great. Mank is great. Definitely go check it out. Holy crap. Mex ASC. I have not seen that name in months. Holy crap. You didn't do it correctly, but I saw your name. I'm going to read it. Mex, dude. I feel like it's been ages. He says, just wanted to quickly drop by and say good evening. And then I'm glad to see the pencil beard has only grown more magnificent in my time away. Oh, man. Those were the days. Uh, We used to play a game where it was how many pens and how many pencils can you fit in your beard? Well, this is a weighted pen. So, see, that's why it's kind of going through there. But let's see. Do I have anything lighter? This is a lighter pen. This is a lighter pen. There we go. But, yes, old days. That was like OG channel. At one point, I had, like, what, five pencils that I was able to fit in the beard? Mex. Damn, man. Welcome back. Glad to see you here. Uh, Harvey Weinstein in the chat. <laughs> that name gets me every time. Kiga Rogers, what's going on? Glad to see you here. Uh, Pat S., who's a member at 757, says, There is a millionaire in New Orleans who is building two or three uh, one or two screen standalone theaters. I think he has a great idea. It will work for our New Orleans mentality. Pat S., here's the thing it's all about culture. And I think that will work very well in a new Orleans culture. Uh, look at Britannia as an instance, right? I'm, I'm new Orleans native born and raised Britannia. It's a single uh, screen theater and it's to my knowledge, still doing very well, even in the midst of, of, of a pandemic. So, um, and a lot of that has to do with loyalty. A lot of it has to do with history. And so, yeah, I, I hope that it works out. I, I don't, I, I didn't hear about that Pat S, but I hope that does work out. Uh, because when, I get to go visit family at some point um, in the future. That would be a, a fun place to go. Because I guarantee you, if you're doing something like that, I guarantee you the seats are going to be nice and comfy with great sound and everything. 
Assess someone put checks. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I'm. You know what I'm talking about. You're part of that club. Uh, Michael Skewiff at 79 says, "All this digital media that you never even own seems to be a part of the new world economic forum's great reset plan of you will own nothing, but you will be happy. Uh, kind of, uh, kind of, and kind of not right because it's obviously it's still a part of this uh, capitalistic system. But I I totally see where you're coming from uh, for sure." Um, let us see. What are we? Hamilton Burger. <laughs> welcome to the channel. Jock Cockastone, welcome to the channel. Glad to see you here. Um, let's see. Super tagged at 801. It says, very interested to know how much money Warner Brothers makes or doesn't with these. I think it could go well, but there's no way they're meeting projections. No doubt they expected Wonder Woman 84 to make a billion. I think they did for sure. Here's the thing. It's going to get released on HBO Max in the States. It's going to get released in our theaters at the same time. You're going to have people that go on Christmas Day. I mean, there are a lot of families I know that have a tradition of going to the theaters on Christmas Day. And I think that Wonder Woman will be a film that does very well. So it's not going to make as much as it typically would make, for sure. But it will make some money in the United States. The international marketplace is their play at this point. I think they expect to make... A lot of money there. Um, obviously, the markets there are not up to where they normally are, but then they look to places like Japan, right, where uh, you have a local film there, an anime, um, Demon Slayer, which has made a crazy amount of money over there. So I think they're looking at that and they're saying, okay, the markets over there seem to be right for newer content. Maybe we can get in on some of that stuff. And then we'll take, of course, raw profits from all our new subscriptions. So who knows? And that's the tough thing is that the one positive for the studios in all this too, now they can hide their numbers even more than before. Because now when we look at those box office numbers, if I were to do my typical breakdown and my typical subtractions, it would mean automatic loss of money. But all they would have to do is respond with, yes, but you're not taking into account all of our new subscriptions and how much raw money we got from that. And that's true. And most of the time, they're not going to release how many new subscribers they have or how they became subscribed or how much money they made from it. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how they spin the numbers and also how much actual profit they make. I think it's going to be impossible for anyone outside of the company to figure out. Maybe that's their plan. Uh, Zina B at 802, Peter Jackson wasn't supposed to direct the Hobbit trilogy anyway. I still wish I knew how Toro's vision may have turned out. It would have been very different. Um, I don't know. I think I would, I think, I, I mean, I haven't seen, and we won't ever see his vision, but I think I would probably have still preferred the Peter Jackson, even though it's not as good as it could be. Um, Mr. Roy, I see you in there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Matthew Highland tagged at 802. Uh, is funny that orcs spoke, um, spoke black speech in The Hobbits, but not really in Lord of the Rings. Uh, and by the way, that is a reference to the language for anyone who is like, wait, what did he just say? That's what the language is called there. It is interesting. You're right. Uh, Mex ASC tag says, I think the word you're looking for is gimmick. Yes, Mex, absolutely. Spot on as always. Man, I miss you in the chats. So glad to have you back, man. Uh, OMG WTF Barbecue Kitten, what's going on? Glad to see you back. Phantom Menace, what's going on? Good sir, hail to you. Tina B says, I don't want the Hobbit movies. I own the first one. I barely got through the second. I never saw the third. Yeah, so to be Tina, I think it might be worth just getting what's currently available. Getting the set that's about, what, 80 bucks on sale right now, I think. Um, 
I don't know if any extra special features are going to be worth the crazy amount they're going to charge for the entire set next year. Or if they're going to release another set of... Again, I don't know how they're going to handle it. Jonathan Spencer. Uh, let's see. Pluton Armra. What's going on? Nathan Slay says, Is the movie Moonlighting worth the watch at all? I don't know that film, so I cannot speak to it. Cannot speak to it. Not one iota. Alrighty, chat has jumped on me. I might need to start skipping some comments, so I very much apologize, people, because we are getting very, very close to time, sadly. Um, but no comments have been skipped so far, so let's check over with Fam really, really quickly. Captain High says, James Cameron needs to forget about the Avatar stuff and give us an elite sequel. I would agree, however, it probably would be under Disney's brand, and I don't trust them. Peabody says, my favorite John Cusack movie is Better Off Dead. I've heard great things about that film. Also have not seen it. Daniel Thorne, given what has happened earlier this year with moving the goalposts, I can't believe people believe it will only be 100 days. Yep. Absolutely. Great point. Peabody says, what other movie do they buy a 69 Camaro for $200? That's a... <laughs> what? Is that true? Phonemo. Uh, for whomever asks, Rodriguez directed Dust Till Dawn and Tarantino wrote it. There you go. Will Gentry, I remember you putting Xmas decorations in the beard last year. I do still have the beard mints. They will make their return at some point. Uh, Will Gentry says, and, th- and thank you, Laura, again, for sending those my way. Will Gentry says, about international box office, it seems to me that it's all the non-white countries that are getting fairly normal box office takings. Isn't that interesting? And unfortunately, those tend to be the ones that are not as quote-unquote advanced. So isn't it interesting that they're getting all of the movies where they're being put into theaters? Again, if you're a conspiracy theorist, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, Andrew Thorne says, did you manage to pick up a 14 terabyte uh, WD Easy Store uh, for $200 last week? I did not, actually. I kept looking for the deal, couldn't find it. However, 10 terabyte WD Red Drive did go on sale for about 180 I did pick that one up, so I was able to expand the library still. And that's the thing, too, is that the Easy Stores... I know you can shuck them and everything. I just I don't trust myself with that, so... Um, but thanks for the, for the tip on that one last week. Anyway, Will Gendry says it's the non woke countries too, like China and Japan. Yeah, it's a fair point. All right. Back over on YouTube. We'll do the best I can to get through as many comments. Eric K is a member. Robert Rodriguez has done some great stuff. Once upon a time in Mexico, dust till dawn. El Mariachi. El Mariachi is a fantastic film. Talk about underrated and do not forget about the spy kids series. Well, maybe not that one. The first spy kids is fun. I will say that much. I will say that much. Nathan Slay says, I really, 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 really hope a Back to the Future remake doesn't happen. As long as Robert Zemeckis is alive, it won't. Um, that I know for sure. Hardwick says, a new Jackie Chan Schwarzenegger movie called Iron Mask was released this year. It's a Chinese production and has horrible reviews. Then that sounds like it would be good. <laughs> the Highland Dark Knight Trilogy is on sale for $48.99 on Amazon. Adding that to my Christmas list. Oh, the 4K trilogy. Nice. Yeah, I actually picked up on Black Friday uh, the uh, Batman Begins on 4K. So I have the Dark Knight on 4K and I have Batman Begins on 4K. I do not have the Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight Rises on 4K and I never planned to because it's a trash movie. And I know I just ticked off the few people in the chat that actually like that movie. Matthew Highland says in 4K. I, I figured as much. Uh, let's see. JJ, what's going on, JJ? Damn, dude. 
JJ, calm down, man. Lord, he's like, uh, he's like, two comments skipped. You know what? F this, I'm out of here. Now, okay, when you complain like that, dude, I'm, I'm going to call you out, right? Like, I didn't skip your comments on purpose. That it's YouTube. YouTube does not allow, for some reason, comments that go past 20 minutes to stay. So don't get pissy, man. Chill out. Plus, I hope that you actually tagged Odin Question, because otherwise I wouldn't have seen it anyway. Calm down, man. Take a chill pill. Uh, Tina B at six at, at eight ten says, "Give Cameron time. You'll love by Avatar by number two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, etc." And Cameron ain't going to stream, and he will buy theaters to show those movies. That is a fact. Uh, Jonathan Spencer tagged at eight ten. They should have made the Hobbit book as one three hour movie. I agree. As soon as they announced that they were going to make that small book into three movies, I was like, "Oh no, it's not going to be good." Uh, rhetorical thrill. That's a new name. What's 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 going on? Rhetorical thrill. Uh, rhetorical thrill says Zemeckis is another one that gets caught up in tech stuff and effects and forgets to make good stories. Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future, and Death Becomes Her are good, but he lost it afterward. Yeah, I mean, I would say him less to an extent because his films that have been made more recently, I think, still have some of that Zemeckis magic. Not as much. I do agree to a point. I don't think he's as bad as the others, though. Definitely not great, though. Uh, Eric K, who's a member, says, Better Off Dead is John Cusack's best movie. Got some opinions here. Yeah, 70B, exactly like that. That's how you tag me. Mutant Banhammer, what's going on? Tag me at 813. It says, it's, it is now December, the Christmas month. What is your favorite Christmas James Bond movie? Mine is Quantum of Solstice. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's bait. <laughs> all right we got about two minutes so i'm gonna try and skip through things jay stowe's members sometimes you know uh the state movies are in when you go through two to three two to six production company logos before the movie's title yes that is a fact jay stowe good point andrew hoyle loki wasn't odin's son and hella was loki's daughter not odin's yes in the actual history not in the uh marvel lore correct pat s what was the john c movie where he owned the record store question for the chat i'm not sure um, Eric K says, Better Off Dead is the bestest ever John Cusack movie I have spoken. Well, there you go. A lot of a lot of opinions. Badass says, One Crazy Summer? Hamilton Burger. <laughs> uh, let, let's see. All right, I'm going to skip some comments because I'm running out of time. Uh, unless you're a member, of course. It's one of the perks of being a member. Uh, when I get to this point where I have to skip chats, I don't skip members. Um, Father Christopher Miller, hail Father says, hail to the chat. Just made it in time for the goodbyes. Always Father, always every time. <laughs> Father then says, won't be here Tuesday. Vigil of Immaculate Conception. I have three masses. That's right. Holy Day of Obligation, people. Uh, Peter Peter Cunnington, welcome. Super says, I agree with you, but just an important note about Demon Slayer. Most anime movies are just isolated episodic one-offs. Demon Slayer's movie was the end of the TV series. Ah, good to know, good to know, good to know. I wasn't really planning on watching it in the first place, um, but that that's just me. Um, not because it, I don't think it's going to be good. It's just I just wasn't planning on it in the first place. So, um, All right. Oh, my goodness. So many comments. Again, I'm very sorry. I'm going to have to skip some of these. Got to get as close to time as I possibly can. Got to get close to time as I possibly can. All right, let's see. There's father's comments. 
Um, let's see. Du-du-du-du. Sorry, I gotta skip. Uh, Orange Hat Reviews is a member. Del Toro's vision was partially in the movie. Goblin Town and the fights in the Goblin Halls was Guillermo's work. Yeah, and, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. Uh, Tina says, yeah, I have many of the behind the scenes on my DVD copies of Lord of the Rings. I don't need them again. Exactly. So I think that getting the uh, the uh, 4K editions right now probably would be the last thing you would ever need. Father, who's a member, best line from Better Off Dead. Now that's a damn shame when folks be throwing away perfectly good white porn. <laughs> I've never seen the movie. Is it any good? I'm assuming so based on these comments. Again, sorry if you've tagged me and I'm skipping you, but I'm out of time. Alex McCarthy, I love Darnette Rise. Of course you do, Alex. Of course you do, but you love terrible movies, so you know what? It's what it is. Uh, Father says, high fidelity. Ooh, okay. Some people are saying high fidelity. Uh, Megazord Jeremy says, may the Lord protect you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Father says, one crazy summer is awesome as well as it has Bobcat Goldweight, but gross point blank has Dan Aykroyd. Okay. Also, all films I have never seen before. <laughs> Super uh, says, oh, I know about Demon Slayer. Explains box office numbers. Yes, 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 yes. All right. All right. Cool. Mark6366, thank you for being here. Uh, let's see. Bear, I see what you did there, but thank you for the ice cream anyway. I'm not going to sing for you because that was an inappropriate name. But thank you for the ice cream. And Peabody says, I keep telling you, Australian programmers watch you. Edge of Tomorrow is on tonight. Boom, baby. Uh, Daniel Thorne, what was the alternative for Criterion? That what was the alternative to Criterion that had good movies? Um, it has more culty movies. Um, it is called Arrow Video. Um, Arrow Video is kind of a is very similar to Criterion. Phonemo, the movie was high fidelity for those who asked. Peabody then says most known line from Better Off Dead, two dollars. There we go. Camden Heist, thank you very much for dropping the five ice cream donations. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Blake Claire says you have to see Gross Point Blank. Maybe, but I'm out of time. Thank you all for being here tonight. It's been crazy. It's been crazy, crazy, crazy fun. Thank you so much. It's been it's been a blast. Uh, I really do appreciate you all for being here, but I do need to run. But before I go, I am going to shout out my YouTube members who are at the $5 tier and up because that is one of the perks you get when you join at that membership. Uh, let me just go ahead and try and pull that up real quick over here. Let's see. Let's see. Allow access. Alrighty, gotta add a filter here. So the Army of Asgard and Keeper of the Bifrost level, you get shouted out every live stream. So shout out to Nico Blue, Fear is the Mind Killer, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Hat Reviews, Adam Avery, The Bosco 2000, Twirly Wolf, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. You are all amazing and beautiful people. Thank you very much for being here tonight. Hamilton Burger says, Gross Point Blank is one of the best post-80s Cusack movies. Nice, Hamilton Burger. Thank you. Way for Nadrock lore. I see you. I see you. JKD Buck, bless you as well. Um, good night to you, Mr. Peabody. Good night, Edge G Powers, Hound 3000, Nathan Slay, and Matthew Highland. That is going to be it for me tonight. Thank you to all the people that super chatted, donated via PayPal, etc. Thank you for all the members who are here. Thank you to everyone for being awesome and amazing people. Go see Mank. Also, quick thoughts on The Mandalorian. It was the best episode or one of the best episodes of the series so far. We had Dad Bod, Boba Fett, who was a badass looking great. We also, of course, had some great fighting sequences uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez, who did the action sequences. Fantastic. It was a lot of fun. Great, solid episode. Definitely recommend it for anyone that may have missed it. Boom. Covered all the topics. Thank you, guys. I'm heading out. 
you are all amazing and beautiful people. Angry Mango dropping the super chat at the last second says, just say no to the COVID vaccine. Thanks, Odin Knight. Everyone, uh, depends. Uh, it depends on which, because obviously there's multiple vaccines, uh, and it depends on in what way it's being received. Because if it's being chosen to be received and it came through ethical means, that's one thing. Um, if not, then it obviously could cause some questions. But anyway. You guys are all awesome. Love you from the bottom of my heart. You all amazing. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Shout out to the Valks. Send some love to the Valks. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my November Patreon and subscribe star members. Albertus Magnus, Animation Commentator, Brian P., David Bobrizic, Dion, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, Hail Father. And now for a huge shout out to all of my December Patreon and Subscribestar members, starting off with Patreon, Albertus Magnus, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Brian P., Dion, Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you, Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, The Hunky Chunky Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jay, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Kenneth Cameo, Laura Story, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mike Jackson, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Outpost Dyer, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Miss Martin Muses, also known as Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojand, Tina B, and the modern major general, Laura Story. Gotta give you that shout out for that one time that you were doubled up. Thank you very much for being my Patreon members. And now a huge shout out to all of my December Subscribestar members we have over there with Stand4, Perpetual Punster, Robert Revo, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, Darkstar57, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., US888209 Fast, Dean Heiss, J. Rod the Beer Guru, Nevadon G. Adams, and ZK Man. Thank you all so much for being my Patreon and Subscribestar members. If you want your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream on the main channel, please consider joining over on those platforms. You can also get access to things like exclusive giveaways of 4Ks, Blu-rays. If you want a DVD, I guess you could also get a DVD as well, uh, digital codes, and of course... You get to possibly join me on the channel once a month for the Chosen of Valhalla live stream and access to an exclusive podcast featuring John the Flick Pick Flickinger, where we have a lot of fun talking about movies and tons of other random things. Anyway, if you want to support these things, check out the links in the description of this video. And also, please consider joining my other channel, The OMB Report, where I talk about not just movies like I do over here, but I focus more so on politics, news, and culture in that order. You guys are all amazing. Thank you for your love and support. Have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless.